Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of uh, Fantastic Four and Bootleg Edition. For this episode, we were at WonderCon, and we sat in on the Flash panel. There are some spoilers, so I'll, I will give that warning. Most of them are visual, so you'll just hear the crowd cheering. But for the most part, they kind of detail what the uh, series is going to be like in the next coming weeks. Uh, they took a week off on the show this week, so... You probably will see some of the stuff they'll talk about starting next week on uh, the midweek of April. And yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, the chick that plays Iris is like too fine when it comes in real life. Like she's cute on TV, but in real in in person, too fine. Um, and then Cisco was there. The guy that plays Cisco, I, I'm blanking out on his name. And then the chick that plays um, Caitlin from Star Labs, so they're all there, it's a lot of fun, and then Andrew Kreisberg, the mastermind behind all that, um, is sitting in too, so they, they give you a pretty good, um, a pretty good uh, idea of what's coming up for the future of the Flash TV series, but yeah, sit back, enjoy, the quality is a little low because the hall was very big, so there's a lot of echo, I tried to run a compression and all that into it, but uh, just, just be patient with that, and you'll get pretty well entertained and informed on all things Flash. I'm Ben Brown from Wonder Woman's Television Publicity. Welcome to the Wonder Woman panel for the CW's hit superhero series, The Flash. Yeah. Thank you all so much for deciding to spend your holiday weekend with us as you guys fans whose continued support helped make the Flash the CW's highest rated series. So let's hear it for everybody here today. Alright, now when we first met Barry Allen on Arrow, he had the heart of a hero, but he's still a long way from becoming the man we see today. Now, with almost a full season of experience under his belt, and the help of an all-star team, Barry is closer than ever to avenging his mother's death and freeing his father from prison. As we prepare for the final run of episodes, the show's cast and creative team are backstage, ready to share with you the best of what is still to come. Now before we get started, I'd like to encourage you to take an active role in today's panel by sharing your thoughts, photos, videos on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or any social media platform of your choosing. Just, just be sure to use the hashtag Flash so we can follow along and join in the conversation. New episodes of The Flash will return Tuesday, April 14th at 8 p.m. on the CW, so be sure to mark your calendar. It will be you if you're not going to want to miss a minute. All right. Is everybody ready to get started? I'm going to say, 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 I'
I mean, it's great to have them, and it's great to see the interaction between the two of them, you know, because Sierra is very dark and brooding, and our flash is not quite that dark and brooding. So it's fun to see the contrast. Yeah, it's also a nice challenge to uh, play around, you know, with characters that. It's fun to play around with characters that you don't normally play around in an anime, like Brandon as Ray Palmer. Uh, that's so fun. He's so great to have on the So it's nice to be able to have that challenge to work with those, uh, those actors and those characters as well. Campus? Yeah, it really is. No, it's fun. Anytime I get more publicity, you know, Emily, it's so, so fun. Like, and, and having Ray on our show, I mean, it's a dream come true. I think if you're a fan of Flash, you're also kind of a fan of Arrow. If you're a fan of Arrow, you're kind of a fan of Flash. So it's nice having the universes kind of collide with each other. I think the more of that, the better. And, Andrew, can you tell us anything about what brings these people together? Um, yeah, episode 18, um, uh, 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 Ray Palmer is having some trouble with his Adam suit, and who better to go to for help than uh, Cisco Ramon. <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, it's obviously not a good time for Barry, as Barry just found out that as well as the reverse flash when suddenly Felicity and Ray stop by for an impromptu visit. Um, but, you know, as always with these things, it's, you know, for us it's more than just a gimmick, you know, very close to obviously, you know, very tight, have a very special relationship, and, and despite the fact that everyone else seems to think that Barry is acting normal, she knows that something's up with him, and, you know, uh, what's great about Felicity is she's been a hero a lot longer than Barry has, she's always there to, to help him out and uh, help him get through things. And Felicity also has kind of battle scars of, of love for heroes. Um, does she offer any kind of advice? Uh, she offers a fairly interesting observation about the kind of man she's attracted to. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's the best part about Felicity on the show. Like in episode four, you know, when she was there with Mary, you know, when she said that, you know, she's taking Oliver and doing this a lot longer. You know, maybe you're a and you can learn something from us. So, you know, Barry having to uh, keep secrets from the people that he's working with is a new conductor program, and that's something that she helps him through. Now, one of the, one of the, I don't think it was in this clip, but the clip that ran last week after the episode showed us um, Cisco and Canary. Yeah. Um, and as we all know, Cisco is a little empty in the love tank. Uh, so, back in My, the most fun stories that we wrote is, is Cisco's interaction with uh, the world. Um, you know, Cisco's, Cisco's us. He's any one of you out there, and what would your reaction be if you got to meet the Black Canary? Um, and uh, um, I guess uh, Cisco, uh, uh, the reason she comes is uh, she, uh, she wants a little help with the Canary Pride. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Probably my favorite moment of the <laughs> 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 I like that. 
that. Um, so it's basically like he's like the geek squad to the superheroes. You know what? The geek squad. Yeah, you know, the system is like you. You know, he's, he's, you know, in every one of these situations, you know, there's always a, you know, as soon as there's, there's a gap, the tech has been created. And we're actually going to get to see Cisco's workshop at Star Labs, which is uh, um, going to be this sort of fun, crazy room that's uh, full of uh, all the things that we've seen Cisco build over the year and all the things that he's planning on building in years to come. All right, yeah, all right, Candace. Uh, I so I got to Twitter for some questions. Um, no. It's always dangerous. Oh, no. um, and it was, it was brought up several times oh, no. that you are the only person in Central City, probably literally the only person in Central City. Literally, the public man knows. Yeah, I think the entire city knows. You're the only one who doesn't know about your secret. Yeah. Are you taking this personally? <laughs> <laughs> Me and Gettys have. Some of the fans are taking this very personally. We are taking it very personally. I understand the sentiment. Um, yeah, I think people just want Iris to find find out, and I need to find out. I think it'll happen sooner rather than later, I'm just saying that, and waiting, um, but you know, we want the reveal to be a good one, um, and so it's coming, and when it comes, it's good. And I want Iris to find out on our own court, I think she's smart, I think she deserves that. And I think when she finds out, I'll have a She's going to have a reason to be very, she's going to have a reason to be very confident, several minutes. Yeah, I've had to see what people say, like, I want her to Fill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need that to be, somebody needs to take that headline, please. Yeah. I should know. <laughs> um, clearly the secret that Joe and Eddie and, and Barry, and I don't know the problem with the whole West Bank, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we all have Twitter, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, we see a lot of people, you know, saying, you know, that they're, that they're being, you know, rude to, to virus, Treating her, and they're not trusting her, and they're evangelizing her, and we agree. I mean, they're 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 making a bad choice. It's going to come back to bite them on the ass. And um, uh, you know, and I think her, you know, Iris' response is when she finally finds out is less about you know the, the excitement or joy or wonder of finding out that Barry is the Flash, more about the how could the three of you think it was on any planet it was acceptable to be keeping this from the end. They all think they have their reasons, and, and they're wrong. And, and uh, I think that's, that's, you know, when all that stuff comes out, it's going to be great. And now, um, so, Iris is crushing on the Flash, but not Harry. Oh, stop it. All right, so I think, so, what is it about the guy in the suit that makes him different? There's nothing to hear what here's my theory. I really think there's nothing really that different between Barry and the guy in the suit. Barry, the Flash is just a... A more confident version of Barry. It's everything that's inside of Barry that just hasn't been able to show his own personal self. I mean, Iris's infatuation with Flash is on some level, you know, her ability to kind of flesh out her subconscious love for Barry. It's like another version of Barry that she sees and she's like, yeah, I really like this guy. I don't know what I like about him, but I think everything that she likes about Flash is what she really likes about Barry. She just doesn't know that. You know what I mean? So. We're getting into the head of Iris here. Um, her father is a crime fighter. Okay. Eddie is a crime fighter. <laughs> Flash is a crime fighter. Does this come from like a Euro fetish? I think she has. I think it's a good fetish. Quite alright. There's no judgment here. Um, Danielle, there was a lot of noise when you 
first cast and we found out the character's name that this was a person who grows up basically to become a villain. Um, yet, I'm seeing absolutely no sign of this person being able to go to a dark side. She's just lovely. Oh, thank you. Um, have you talked to them about, like, I mean, I know you guys love to have them burn their characters, burn that place. But she's in, you know, she's in a good space right now. Is she? Or do you they just left her? But he's alive again. And he's talking about Joseph's put together. You know, it, was, oh, like, it wasn't something we sort of had in the back of our head. 
is, you know, from the start, and watching the two interact with each other, and especially in episode 13, when they were investigating the house, that sort of, you know, funny cop comedy that they created was, was so much fun. Um, and I killed your vibe, as <laughs> too soon. Wow. <laughs> you just got the name. Um, they want to know if you managed to give us flashbacks of how Eddie came in. But what? How Eddie came in there. Did they happen? And I missed it? <laughs> right, I'm sorry, write it down on Eddie and I. Sorry. Well, that would be a total spoiler. <laughs> 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 um, we actually have an episode coming up, um, episode 21D, that has um, uh, uh, flashbacks um, to the time and barriers of the coma. Um, so we're going to get to see, you know, it's sort of fun and interesting to sort of see everybody back then and, you know, to see Caitlin, you know, and, you know, be not quite the Caitlin we know and to see um, the origins of how Gary got transferred to Star Labs and to see how much of the fires back then in the show and um, that's a, it's a really fun episode. Do you think that those will um, help us kind of feel a little bit more connection, like, not connection, but like, would be more sympathetic to Because it seems like we shouldn't be. <laughs> I'm always sympathetic towards Eddie. I mean, I, you know, it, what's interesting to us about Eddie is, you know, the sort of, the, you know, we introduced him as sort of the dumb blonde cop who was getting along more on close than his abilities, and he's the most emotionally stable person of any, anybody else, you know, on the show. You know, you know, Joe Barrett is uh, sort of following the locks that about Myers in the dark, and what you're going to see a lot of with Eddie in the next upcoming episode is like, this is not cool, and he's not, and, and I think it's interesting for Joe Barrett to consider themselves to be, you know, good, decent, honest people, that, that Eddie's the one calling them out and saying, you guys, how are you such good liars? No one realizes the lying Somebody. Um, and it's really kind of putting it back in their faces, which is kind of interesting. And we see how now that Eddie's in on the secret, how hard it is for Eddie to keep it from Iris. And are you planning to explore the fact that he technically has still his DNA? <laughs> uh, no, I yeah, he's got a bad last name. <laughs> uh, yeah. That might may or may not come to the Okay. Um, how much of the reverse flash story and mythology are you guys depending upon printing from the books? Um some of it's like dead on, like a like a like a true, faithful literate adaptation of the comics, and some of it is our own invention. You know, obviously you guys saw episode 17, so the sort of the body switching feeling aspect is something that we created for the show. Um, but, but other aspects of the Bond story are actually incredibly accurate. Um, you know, there's actually this line in the finale that when John read it, it was just like, I think I actually wrote this um, in the comic. Where that from. But uh, um, yeah, so I mean, you know, as those these things, you know, we have to create a show for the people who don't know the comics and the people who do, and, and that's why, you know, giving any last name Thawne and having people suspect that he was the reverse flash and revealing that as well, and then, you know, adding on Lesher's character. It's all designed for the people who know nothing and are just going along with the ride, and the people who are fans of the comic books, hopefully they're not getting spooked at exactly what they're expecting so that it's more interesting for them. When, when did you guys, when did you guys let Tom Cavanaugh know about that question? Uh, I'm trying to 
I, I, I told him, I told him one day, one day, and he was, as always, with these things, Thomas is there. You know, he, he really, he really loves all this stuff, and, and he really loves, um, sort of, uh, uh, he really loves twisting things for the audience. You know, he's really on board with that. And then we pitched him stuff for the future that, that he's also really excited about. Hopefully, he's also really excited about too. Um, but. Uh, uh, you know, and, and also Matt Lester, who plays, who plays Thawne, um, uh, Tom and Matt, and, and Greg Berlanti, who's our co-creator is not here. Um, you, we all work together on a show called Eli Stone. So, um, yeah. And uh, so it was fun for Matt and uh, Tom to get together, because Matt played Tom's son on that show, and now he's playing his body snatcher. So. And did Tom say, like, oh, wait a minute, when you figure out all this, I'm like a dead body. Yeah, but what was really interesting was it was, it was actually sort of more interesting for, I guess, for both of them because Tom had to create a, a different Wells than we've seen, you know, in, in the Wells before he got, you know, he, he, was, he was murdered. So I think that was a fun opportunity for Tom to sort of create like a new version of the character that had some echoes. And Matt, you know, to his credit, really watched like every episode of the show that we could give him so that he could mind some of what Tom does as the reverse flash. If you go back and look at that scene, you know, Tom has, you know, he, he's created this really interesting cadence for the way Wells speaks. And if you look at that scene, you know, Matt sort of borrowed some of that. So that um, hopefully, we'll, you know, Matt will be back before the end of the year. We'll get to see a little bit more of the, uh, you know, that that's really what's working. Matt's his character is really what's working underneath uh, Tom's performance. <laughs> All right. Um, Danielle, as you mentioned, Beyonce did the big challenge. And in early on the season, we got, you know, a little taste of pasta, you know? Come on, cute. Do you think that she is she holding out for a hero? Uh, is she holding out for either one? But do you think that she could be, you know? I love Caitlin and I love how independent she is and she got her career, she's very focused on it. She told me I'm her but I don't know if she cares for what. Right, right. <laughs> and, okay, so how did you feel about that? How do I feel? I mean, I can't claim fairy at this point. I'm in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> 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 Alright, so Carlos, I think Carlos, I need to know. Um, since the beginning of the series, how did you kind of join them to get all the great punchlines. <laughs> <laughs> like David Ramsey said that during the crossover episode, that they, those, those guys couldn't keep a straight face going. <laughs> so is this like, what did you, did you guys figure out that he was hysterical and just realized, like, oh, we gotta do some stuff? He was. I mean, he, usually when you're casting a TV show, you bring in, you have to bring in multiple actors to show the studio and show the network to get them. And at the end of the day, it's sort of up to the network and the studio to make a choice. And Carlos was the only person who brought in Francisco. I mean, it was, you know, as soon as we saw him, we were like, oh, we get it, we get the show. And, you know, and everybody, you know, it's, uh, I think everybody else is getting a little jealous because everybody else is like throwing these, like, punchlines down. He's trying to, like, like, I have to do what he's trying to, like, out Carlos, Carlos. Yeah, Carlos can't be out Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say hate about it, it's so that. Right? But it's part of the fun of the show. You know, and again, that's, you know, Carlos Francisco was designed to be the voice of the audience and the voice of you, the voice of me, the voice of all of you out there, and, and commenting on, 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 on the, the insanity of the situation and coming up with the names. 
know, as everybody else is scared all serious of the crazy things that they're finding, you know, finding the humor in it, and sort of reminding people that they're watching a TV show that is meant to be fun. When you guys look at the blooper reel, who is the star? Grant. Grant? Grant? Yeah, good one. I want to know, because I'm off the road, and it turns into like a top game. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, that's actually one of the questions I wanted to ask also, so you guys know about Grant's tactics, right? Like, he's constantly tactics off camera. Um, and so it's just you, correct? Yeah. So have you guys picked up any of Both. Both? Yeah. I, I, I tap a little bit. Like, Grant, Grant told me that time. I'm like, okay, I'm going to break it down for you. <laughs> you got it? I'm like, yeah, man. Did you want to show us? Yeah. Thank you. 
work. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of the fun, you know, hopefully what we've created, and hopefully, you know, you guys are enjoying that too, is, you know, you see people bopping back and forth between the shows, and it's, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a one scene crossover on the hour with somebody with a flash cast that, you know, another great scene, and it's, you know, we might not even, you know, announce it to the press, because it's just, it feels so right in the show that it's not, uh, it's not like, oh my god, we have to like, announce this major crossover. I love that. Um, and I love the fact that like, these guys can make friends in other cities. Yeah. Because I, like, I, I feel like Iris needs some girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually one of the things that, that sort of happened in the back half of the year, too. It's like, you know, uh, Danielle and Candace had to start getting more scenes together so that they can have that friendship. Because it's one of the things we, you know, that we, we, we launched on right away with that. There, there was no reason in the world that Felicity spoke and, and, and Caitlin Snow wouldn't be best friend. Right. Um, so every time Felicity shows up, it's, it's obviously it's good to see you and they have great scenes together and, and try to create that, especially towards the end of the season and then for next year that Candace and Danielle are working on the show too. Yeah, I get the feeling that like, Caitlin and Felicity text all the time.
you know, you go to the high schools, you know, group here, and uh, you know, I feel like they're in the process of a lot of development. Uh, but can you give us any hints as to who might be on your uh, short list for season two? Um, I think we definitely want to be Mirror Master next year. You know, I'm sure Dr. Alvin will show up at some point. Um, and then we've got, we've got, we've got one thing that hopefully people will lose their minds over. Consistently writing episodes, building the yard, and meeting network deadlines. 
Uh, it's not just us, you know, Mark Guggenheim, you know, we're operators on the narrow, and, you know, we have incredible writing staff on both shows, um, and, uh, you know, we've somehow just figured out uh, a way to do it, you know, uh, you know, some of it is, you know, we, we sort of have this money ball aspect to the things that we do, like, some of us are better at some things, and, and we've really learned to, you know, Thank you. 
So my question is to the executive producer for in Arrow, why is there different pronunciations between Roz and So what we decided was, if you're in the League of Assassins, you call him Raish, and if you're not, you call him Ross. And then that way we sort of got to have our cake needed too. And if you look, you'll see that Nissa calls him Raish, and Ross refers to himself as Raish, and Maceo calls him Raish, and everyone else calls him Ross. <laughs> Usually there's somebody in the room who says, you know, I read 
up, and I don't remember why we stopped that. I think we just dropped it because of the timing, but that was a kid who was affected and how they, um, how they dealt with, with a kid who was sort of out of control and we have to write it to a lot of
watch my feed with um, everyone at home, but I just remember Twitter kind of blowing up, and we've been doing the show for a while at that point, we were shooting episode nine, we were falling in love with the show, falling in love with each other, and we didn't know how it was going to be received, so when we got online and we saw that everyone was doing like a new show, it was one of those moments where you're like, I don't care something really special, and it's going to kind of last Fantastic Forum Bootleg Edition WonderCon for uh, 
the flash panel. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope that you know you stuck with there with the little audio problems. Uh, I try to fix them as much as I can. If there's any feedback you have on anything I can do to make it better, let me know. Want to bring you more of these cool little vignettes in the future. And as always, listen to Fantastic Forum Monday nights on allgames.com.